0: Hey, guys, we're going to be talking about your authentic, automated marketing machine today. Welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust Show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. All right. Why am I calling it an authentic automated marketing machine? I am not like one of those grr, he man, like we're going to automate, we're going to have machines. It's not like that. It's more about having something that works for your business, is geared like a machine, runs like a well oiled machine. But to do that, we really need to dive into the two things. Your online business needs leads, and leads come from two things traffic and a well-defined pathway. Because, you know, a highway is just a paved road until there's traffic on it, right? Now, traffic can come from a variety of sources. Organic click-throughs from social media and search engines, paid traffic from the same, colleagues shouting you out, directory listings. While the sources are varied in terms of bang for your buck, it's all traffic. And I love the way that Krista Potter said it in a recent posting in a Facebook group that I'm in. She said, you need an audience. You can buy it, ads, you can borrow it, Affiliates or JVs, or you can build it organic traffic. All take time or money. That is what traffic is. But where does the traffic go? And that is where the pathway comes into play. Marketers are going to call this your funnel. Now, a funnel can be an intimidating term if you don't dwell in the online marketing world, but there's no reason for it to stay that way. Funnels don't have to be scary. Your pathway or funnel, encompasses everything from your website, standalone landing pages, or sales pages, all the way to podcast landing pages and learning management systems. I am often asked which is more important, traffic or funnels, and it's a question that I would liken to a chicken or the egg scenario. If you have amazing content on social media, you're a helpful commenter in social media groups, your podcast is blowing up. That is all wonderful. But if you don't have a place to direct that traffic to, it's not gonna do anything for you. And really, it's just gonna end up taking space both in your time budget and often in your money budget as well. Now, on the flip side, what if you have a very well defined pathway? You have great offers for services that you provide, like coaching or other done for you services, like nutrition plans or design packages, and even have a great funnel that's built out with good strategy, but nobody ever sees it because you don't have the traffic. This is why they're equally important and why they have to play well with each other to serve as assets in your business. Yes, I am talking about them as assets because you are going to invest time and money, as previously mentioned, into both of these assets. And then you are hoping as you build them, of course, that on the back end, they are going to become a return on investment. And that is why... Any traffic plan, content plan, strategy, and any funnel build or design should be considered an asset to your business. So let's talk about your traffic asset first. Now, I used to read TV Guide. Yeah, friends, I was that nerd who actually read it. This is what happens when your parents don't allow you to watch any secular TV when you're growing up, so you clamor for it wherever you can, and then suddenly you're an adult and you don't know any of the 80s and 90s pop culture references. But I digress. Anyway, my favorite week of the season was the issue that they entitled The Best Shows You're Not Watching. That issue always fascinated me because they would profile really good sitcoms and dramas that just weren't pulling the ratings that they expected or needed to stay on air. They often talked about how the shows were too smart for their own good or they were beyond their time. And we've all heard stories like this. We've all heard of shows like Arrested Development that developed a huge cult following only after they got canceled. I loved that issue because it was all about traffic and marketability. Of course, this was long before I became a marketer and maybe there was some foreshadowing there. Who knows? But online business today, it's all about content. If you feel like you're on the never-ending hamster wheel of content creation, you are not alone. Nearly half of business owners report spending over an hour each day creating content. That's sourced from Vertical Response for the stat if you want. However. You don't have to spend this amount of time creating long-term. Yeah, maybe earlier on in your business you do, or as you're changing some brand messaging, you will. But users of my show-up system and those in my content lab groups are learning how to create once, measure, and repurpose their epic content. The key is knowing the right kind of content to create so that it not only attracts the attention of your best client, but keeps it. Because real talk here – The worst thing you can do is spend hours creating content only for your audience to scroll past it, or worse, stop the scroll and read it, but not register any memory of it in connection with you. I call this filler content. It might be interesting, and you may have posted it with good intentions. I'm assuming you didn't post it just for the sake of posting. But either way, it's not memorable. And if it's not memorable, you just wasted your time and your audience's time. So let's take a quick foray here into the three types of content. The first is easily Googleable content. Googleable is totally a word in this case. So, this kind of content is the most common kind of content that most online businesses are creating. It's not memorable at all. It's things like reposted facts or things your audience already knows or things that they can easily Google answers on or even content that they're not ready to hear right now. The second type is easily Googleable content, but with a plethora of answers. So, this content might be easy to search online, but your audience is going to get so many competing results back that they don't know what to trust. This is an area where you can start to make your mark. You can create assets that show why you know your stuff, why your method makes the most sense for them to fix their problem. All right, the third kind of content is not easily Googleable content, or aka content that makes your audience think. This is the kind of content that will not only gain you the right audience of loyal fans, but also filter away the kinds of clients that you don't want taking up your time. This is questions, bold statements, anything that makes them think differently about their problem and how you might be part of the solution. When you're building an authentic automated marketing machine, you're going to want to limit how much of that first type of content you're creating or regurgitating, as you might say. You'll want to focus mostly on the second two types and and really mostly on that third type of content. So let's go a little meta here and use this very episode of the podcast as an example. The first, the easily Googleable content is that stat that I just quoted about how much time business owners are spending on content creation. Another option could be a quote from an influencer or something about content management or even something as simple as like a list of the different kinds of posts you can create on Instagram or a how-to article on creating a podcast. All of those are really easily Googleable content that they could find in many sources, many places. That second type, you could type, you know, how to create good content online into Google and get 5,750,000,000 results. That is an easily Googleable fact. Like, seriously, I just tried it. That's the number that I got back. So, with 5 billion results, where would I start? How do I know that the first 10 are even good strategies? That's where this episode actually helps you. I am outlining three changes that you can make to your traffic strategy right now that will help your funnel convert more and better clients. I'm providing examples to you. So, this is how you move from easily Googleable to easily Google, but with authority. And then third, finally, let's double down on this whole meta thing. I am asking you right now, as you're listening to this, I'm asking you to think differently about your content strategy. Are you posting the right kind of content that will attract a buying audience and not just an audience? Are your traffic assets and funnel assets up to par? When your traffic does direct your audience to the next step, is it directing the kind of client that you personally can easily serve? This is how you practice authenticity at the beginning of your authentic automated marketing machine. This is how you build up an authentic asset. These three types of content will serve you well as you build out your personal brand online, if you strike the right balance between the three so that you don't end up as the best business nobody is hiring. Okay, that was the traffic asset. Now let's move on to the funnel asset. I want you to imagine in your head right now close your eyes if you're not driving, a kitchen funnel wide at the top and very narrow at the bottom. Or if you're not a cook and you don't use funnels, maybe you've seen a video of a tornado or a whirlpool, or hey, maybe you've even looked at a toilet bowl. You've got the visual of a funnel wide on the top, narrow on the bottom. All the content we've already been talking about in this episode so far is at the top of that funnel. Marketers will call this top of funnel the top of the funnel is whatever you are using to attract your audience. Maybe it's a podcast episode, a YouTube channel, a blog article, social media posts, or a Google ad. Anything that you are using to get eyes on you and what you do. It's the top of the funnel because it's the widest part. So it's a very wide net. Now, if you've listened to any of my episodes in the past, and I hope you have, I hope you're one of my very loyal subscribers because I love you people then you're going to know I am fond of saying that your brand-ing should not be getting a lot of yeses. Your brand should turn off more people than it turns on. Or, said another way, as I'm going to do right here, the content at the top of your funnel needs to turn some people away so your funnel has the ability to narrow down. Now, the beauty of content that asks people to think differently about their problem is that some people don't want to think differently. I'm going to say that again, because that is a really important part here. Content that asks people to think differently about their problem is fantastic because some people don't want to think differently. These are not your people. If someone just wants a nodding head and a sympathetic ear, my content won't give them that. They're going to move on to the next marketing and content strategist to be their yes woman. This is not my role, friends. My role is to tell people, here's where you're doing things well, here's where you're falling down, now let's fill in the cracks so you don't keep losing clients to the abyss of the online world. Let's fill in those black holes where client leads go to die. Let's get the right eyes on your content so you can make the most of your time and help the most people with the least amount of effort on your part. Now, that may sound a little bit harsh in the face, but that is what a funnel is. Whether you're aiming for a high ticket, high investment offer with few clients or a plethora of clients entering a low ticket offer, your goal is to help the most people solve the problem in the most effective way possible. At a low price or entry level, your aim is to help your clients efficiently. At a high price, it's still to help them efficiently, yes, but you put effectiveness before efficiency. So your funnel needs to match those goals, whichever you are aiming for. If you're trying to fill a high ticket program, maybe a small group coaching program or a one-on-one service, your funnel needs to narrow at a very steep rate so you can focus your messaging on a very specific group of people. Low-ticket programs need tight messaging, sure, of course, but include more people because the problem that they solve is either more common or requires less hand-holding. But both of those funnels still need to turn off more people than they turn on, meaning the messaging they use needs to be specific enough that a lot of people will not get it so how do you do this right well funnel gorgeous's funnel rx program says it's the trifecta of a great offer great copy and great design that create irresistibility positioning and trust that is right there a funnel plan in a nutshell so it's not an exact analogy but it's also right in line with building your no like and trust factor irresistibility positioning, trust, they all go together. A truly great funnel that executes both authentically and automatically is going to have a lot of moving parts. Everything from great sales pages to follow-up emails, they all need to be accounted for for it to really grow your business without you losing a full head of hair in the process. But at the heart, it is designed to show up for a lot of people, your whole audience, and really only make sense to a narrow group of those people the clients that you work with so well it's a joy to work with them this is why these two elements the traffic asset the funnel asset have to play well with each other why they have to sound alike and feed into each other now if you have ever lived in a major metropolitan area with freeway traffic you're going to recognize this analogy and you're probably going to grow a whole lot in the process so imagine you're on the highway heading into downtown and the freeway just like ends It empties onto a road into the heart of the city. You can go straight left or right, but there aren't any easily readable signs telling you what you'll get in each one of those directions. And because the signs are absent, it ends up being a huge cluster of traffic darting this way or that at the last minute. Downtown Los Angeles used to be like this, where the 110 ended. It was six lanes of traffic all dumped downtown. Every bridge or tunnel emptying into Manhattan was also like this. You had to know. You know, which lane you needed to be in like miles back because the traffic was so heavy and inevitably people mucked that up and people were darting all over the place and accidents and all of that stuff. Even here in Portland, most of the bridge entrances are like this, tiny little signs tucked away behind buildings or trees and you miss the entrance and you have to loop around to hit your bridge again. Now, imagine you're on the highway and like two miles before its end, long before you're at that last option to merge. It tells you going straight will take you to city center, going right will move you to a new highway, and going left will bring you to 9th Avenue. Which scenario seems clear? Which one more stressful? In today's world of a smaller attention span than a goldfish, we have to remember, like vigilantly, that a confused mind does not buy. And even if you're not selling something right away, you're asking them to buy in with the next click. You're hoping your audience clicks somewhere. Most people understand that paid traffic needs to direct the viewer somewhere, but those same people so often fall down when it comes to organic traffic. If someone ends up on one of your blog posts, are you telling them where to go next? When they get to the end of that post, where are they supposed to go? Just some random link in the header of your site? Or, you know, if they scroll past an Instagram post and the and the picture catches their eye well enough to read, are they directed to the next step? merging your traffic asset and funnel asset requires strategic planning. It requires you to take that confused, jumbled mess of a freeway ending and calmly direct people where to go next via your content. So the tone of your content has to match the tone of your funnel. That next step has to make sense. Creating and managing a personal brand is a moving target. Like let's just call that out, right? Your brand strategy needs to encompass both of these elements in an active way to keep your audience engaged long enough to make a trusting decision. It requires know-how. It requires you to step back and look at your business as a whole, and then get down to the nitty-gritty street level and really make sure that those connections happen. Are you ready to look at your business from that 30,000-foot view, make sure your freeway guides the right people to your offers? Getting a really clear look at where you are today doesn't sound difficult, but realistically, so few of us can succinctly state, This is where I am right now in relation to where I wanna be, let alone actually create a clear path to get to where we wanna be. If that's you, the Biz GPS intensive might be your next right step. In it, I look at your business holistically. Me, me personally, not some random success coach I hired. I look at your business holistically. We look at all the moving parts. We map out a strategy for your next six months so you have a clear plan to go from where you are today to where you want to be. Now, at the time I recorded this episode, I was already waitlisted well into July for these. And by the time you're hearing it, it's probably gonna be a waitlist into August. So get on my calendar while you can so we can make sure that the two assets of an authentic automated marketing machine play well with each other in your Business. There's a link in the show notes, or you can always go to brittanygardner.com forward slash biz GPS and get on my calendar. I love doing these sessions with clients. It's one of my favorite things to do because the aha moments I see and the plans I actually see people implementing because I make it approachable for you to implement are getting results. And it's so fun seeing people use that and actually get results in their business. That's what we're all here for, right? All right, friends. I'm so happy to have delivered this content. This particular episode content has been sitting on my planning board, shall we say, for at least two months. So I'm really happy that I got it out here for you. If you found some marketing gold, some nuggets of wisdom in this episode, will you please do me the favor? Hop on whatever platform you are on listening to this podcast and go ahead and review and subscribe to this show. Not only does it let me know which content is really the driving content for you, it helps other people see it as well because a rising tide lifts all boats and I am so sick of hearing about businesses that failed. I'm so sick of the best shows you're not watching as applies to businesses. I really want all of us to rise together. All right, guys, see you next week.